Hi, and welcome back to Reflect Forward. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins. I'm so glad you are here today. Today is an advice from a CEO episode, and we're going to talk about how you can unleash your team's full potential. So I was giving a keynote the other day where I made the argument that the number one job of a leader is inspiring their employees to do their very best work. And someone said, isn't the number one job of a leader to drive results to make sure that the team and the company is performing? And I said, that is very, very important. Yes. But the way to do that, the way that to do that and build culture, the way to do that and create engagement where you can attract and retain talent is to focus on your team. If you can get your team to do their very best work, you will drive results. So it might seem a little counterintuitive, but in my experience, I've learned when you help people be their very best version of themselves, when you make sure that their role is aligned with their talent and skills and goals, then you can inspire them to be their very best and they give more and they stretch themselves and they truly do drive results. So if you want to have a much broader impact in driving results, focus on building your team, focus on helping them unleash their full potential as individuals and as a team, and you will get better results. Okay, so how do you do that? I'd like to start with mindset. As you know, I'm a big believer in mindset. My book is called The Ownership Mindset, which is really this idea that you are responsible for everything that happens in your life. And to have that kind of mindset, you have to have a growth mindset specifically. You have to believe that people can learn new things, they can stretch, they can grow, and that their talents and abilities can be developed. And so if you believe that, if you have that mindset that people can absolutely become their very best if they are nurtured and they're developed, then you will be able to put the effort into doing this. You'll be inspired to put the effort into doing this. If you have a fixed mindset where you believe that people's talents are innately where they're at and they're not going to grow and develop, then you will not be able to do this. So mindset matters. You need to foster that kind of mindset within yourself and then within your team. And this is not just about training or skills. This is about believing that you and your teammates can evolve and adapt, and it's helping them believe that they can do the same. The second thing is to create safe spaces. So employees can thrive in environments where they feel safe emotionally, mentally, and physically. And so if you want to have a team that is doing its very best work, you need to prioritize creating a workspace where mistakes are seen as opportunities to learn rather than grounds for criticism or being reprimanded or something like that. At Stone Age, we are absolutely a learning organization. We are disruptive. We're moving fast. We take risks. And that can be uncomfortable for people. In fact, I have people on my team who don't want to make mistakes, who feel like if I make a mistake, then it's going to be embarrassing or I'm going to get in trouble. And I talk to them all the time to say that fear is misplaced. We are okay with making mistakes. In fact, we get better as human beings when we make mistakes because we learn and we grow. So create a space where it's okay to be open, to be open-minded, to give feedback and to receive feedback and ensure that everyone's voice is heard. If you create that psychological safety within your organization, people will thrive. People do not do well under fear and constant pressure of getting in trouble or losing their job if they make a mistake. The third thing is to invest in learning. And this is more than just workshops and training. It's really about creating a culture of continuous learning. 
right? We all have to learn new things and read and talk and brainstorm and challenge ourselves to be able to grow as people. I suggest fostering an environment where you do that. We do lots of reading as an executive management team. In fact, I've given books to my whole entire company before to help them grow their mindset, share articles, share publications, do peer-to-peer coaching and mentoring, have a coach. We have a life coach who is on our team and she works with employees to help them understand themselves better and what triggers them, especially under stress. And so they're constantly learning about themselves and about other people. And so when you have that mindset of we're going to learn, we're going to grow, we're going to study, we're going to be rigorous in our pursuit of information and education, then your employees will play a pivotal role in driving the company and it will help them unleash their potential. You know, just just personally, I would not be where I am today if I did not constantly invest in my learning and neither will your employees. So make that a priority. The next thing is to delegate and you've got to delegate with trust. So it's easy to delegate tasks, especially tasks that are maybe tactical or I don't know, that don't have a huge impact. But what's really difficult is to delegate authority and responsibility, saying, I'm good with you making this decision, even if that decision doesn't get the outcome that we want, even if you make the wrong decision, right? That's how people learn. Delegate authority, delegate responsibility. It is a necessity if you want to unleash people's potential. I remember back when John Wolgamott, who is one of the co-founders of Stone Age, was working with me, mentoring me in my early days at the company. And he delegated authority and responsibility, even though it was really scary. In fact, he once told me that handing the company over to me was like handing the keys to a Porsche to a 16-year-old because it was scary. I was so young and inexperienced, but he knew that I would not learn and grow and be able to take on more responsibility if he did not let me make decisions, if he did not give me responsibility. And I will tell you what, having that trust, the ability to make tough decisions, to have someone say, well, what do you think? Yeah. And then say, yeah, go do that. I trust you to make that decision. It allowed me to blossom into my leadership role. And I made all kinds of wrong decisions, but I learned and I grew from it. And if he was constantly trying to make sure that I was only making good decisions or wouldn't make any mistakes or only delegating things that weren't high stakes, then I wouldn't have grown as a leader. So. Allow your employees to take ownership of their roles and responsibilities, of their job tasks, let them make decisions, and yes, let them fail. This not only builds trust, but it also empowers them to grow. Okay, the next thing is recognition and feedback. I'm such a big believer in this. I talk about it all the time. As I always say, recognition fuels motivation. Regular feedback, both positive and constructive, helps employees grow. It helps guide them. It helps reinforce their strengths and it helps them course correct when maybe they're getting off track. And people want to be successful and you can only help them be successful if you're saying, yes, that was good. Do more of that. Or, okay, maybe this isn't the right path. Let's brainstorm ways to fix this issue or to look at this problem differently. Celebrate the successes and guide them through their failures, this is how you unleash people's full potential. And finally, align personal and professional growth. So nobody comes to work as just their work person. People have personal ambitions in life too. 
And I try to role model this so much at Stone Age. People ask me, why do I write so much? Why do I speak? Those are creative outlets for me. It's something that brings me great joy, but it doesn't have to be one or the other, right? I don't have to say, okay, I can't be the CEO of Stone Age and not write and speak. We can combine our personal dreams, our personal goals, our personal ambitions with those at work. And to be honest, the two ambitions that I have to build a billion dollar company that creates a thousand millionaires and also to speak and to write and to use my creative talent with words to make a larger, broader impact. Those two things can go together, right? We're building the Stone Age brand, our reputation. We're being more and more recognized across the country, which helps us retain and recruit and retain talent. Those things can be aligned. Your employees can do the same thing. If they are able to go after their dreams and live up to their full potential and create the life that they want and not feel like that is separate from work, not feel like that's not in alignment with company goals, then you're not going to get that full engagement, that full passion. So how can you align people's personal goals and personal ambitions with the company goals? We love it when people leave our company and go start their own companies. And we've had several people do that. And you might think that's crazy, right? We're losing great talent. And while, yes, we hate losing great talent, we also celebrate people living their goals and their dreams. So if somebody says, I'm leaving and I really want to start this business, I want to go on my own, I want to do this, we celebrate it, right? How can we help you learn the skills that you need, help you gain the experience you need to be able to go start your own business, to be able to go create more jobs for our community. That's okay. So I think that's a really important thing to think about. It's not just about getting the job done at work and then go live your life and your dreams outside of here. If you truly want to unleash the full potential of people on your team, ask them about their personal ambitions. What are their life's goals? What are their dreams? We did this uh, dreams workshop where we wrote down all the things that we want to do. We want to celebrate living our dreams. And that's such a great feeling when you work for a company that's like, yeah, go after that. Go live a dream. All right. So those are my tips on how to unleash the full potential of your team. I hope that it gave you some insight into how to be able to help engagement, help productivity skyrocket, to help your team really feel like they belong within your company and that they're seen as their whole selves and that you care about them as individuals in their pursuit of success and fulfillment and happiness. So I'll leave you with one last tidbit. Remember, leadership is not about being in charge. It's about taking care of those in your charge. This speaks volumes. Your employees are not just assets. They're your greatest allies in achieving your vision. Remember that your number one job as a leader is to help them reach their full potential and you will drive results if you do that. Okay, on to my question of the week. Question of the week comes from somebody on LinkedIn who listened to one of my episodes about giving feedback and he asked me, what is the difference between feedback and criticism? Great question. So both feedback and criticism are forms of information about someone's action, performance, behavior, or work, and it's intended to help them improve, ideally. Maybe criticism doesn't feel that way, but there are key differences between the two. The first is the nature and the intent. Feedback, ideally, is delivered in a balanced manner, presenting both strengths and areas for improvement. It's like, hey, look, these are the things that are going really well. 
and let's build on that. And here are some things that we can work on that would really help improve performance. Whereas criticism may not be delivered in a constructive manner. It can sometimes be more general, like you're always late, rather than specific and actionable, saying you're 15 minutes late to this meeting. How can we work together to improve your punctuality? Feedback is usually felt more helpful, where criticism is usually felt more like you're doing something wrong. Feedback, when delivered effectively, is more likely to be well-received because it's seen as helpful and promoting growth and really, truly caring about you as a person. Whereas criticism, due to its negative nature, can be more challenging to accept and may lead to defensive reactions. So think about how you want people to receive what you're saying and be very thoughtful in, is this helpful and is this promoting growth or is this just pointing out everything that's wrong? The purpose of feedback versus criticism. So feedback aims to guide, to mentor, or teach. It often helps to develop skills, knowledge, or behaviors. Where criticism's main objective is to point out faults. It can be useful when delivered constructively, but it also is usually delivered without offering solutions or guidance. So that's why it feels like criticism instead of helpful guidance, helpful mentoring, helpful skill building. And the final piece of this conversation is context. Feedback is common in professional, educational, and personal growth environments where ongoing development is often emphasized. We want to help our people grow. So let's give them feedback. Let's help them on their way. Let's point out the great things that they're doing and course correct when they're getting off track. Where criticism can be found in a variety of contexts, both formal and informal, workplaces, everywhere, but it's not always invited and it's not always constructive. So it does feel like I'm just going to lay this out there these are the things that are wrong. So those are the differences between feedback and criticism. Hopefully that helps give some guidance. And I really appreciate that question. All right. That is it for this week's episode of Reflect Forward. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you got a lot out of this episode. I look forward to hosting you next week. If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend, write a review, rate it. I really appreciate it. It helps with the algorithms and continues to raise the visibility of all of these amazing leaders that come on the show and hopefully helps give leaders actionable ideas on ways to be able to help grow their teams, their own skill set, and their companies. And finally, don't forget my book, The Ownership Mindset, is launching in October, and I would so appreciate it if you would consider buying a pre-order copy. I am trying to hit the Wall Street Journal bestsellers list, it is a lot of work and every single book counts and I so appreciate your support. All right, thanks. Have a great day. We'll see you next week. 